coming at you from Baterigo Studios in lovely Dallas, Texas. It's a little warm today, not so windy, allergies are terrible, but overall it's a, it's a lovely day. Is it? I thought it was, yes. Because I have a sad update on a story we discussed last week. You have a sad update on I a story a we discussed last devastating week. devastating update. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> Fictosexual Japanese man no longer able to communicate with his the hologram he married. Well, maybe he should be paying his electricity bills <laughs> or internet bills. A fictosexual Japanese man who married a hologram in 2018 recently told a Japanese newspaper that their relationship is struggling with communication. <laughs> Aki Akiiko Kondo, 38, who works at a middle school in Tokyo in a Tokyo suburb, married Hatsune Miku, a hologram that was created by a computer as seeing software on November 4th, 2018, in a wedding that cost more than seventeen thousand dollars. <laughs> I so before you go any further, here's what I want to know. How much does a Russian bride cost? Because, possibly more than $17,000. Because at this point, he has spent 17000 plus whatever maintenance and upkeep fees right. there are associated with this, right. this fake holographic thing. Whereas he probably could have... Purchase a human being? Is that what well, you're advising? No, not purchase a human being. That's not how it works. It's not... It's no longer... Right, they agreed to marry it, it. Yeah. He could have gone on one of these trips that have the sole purpose of matchmaking and that could have found him a more real love than this hologram that he is fictionally in love with. I don't know. We have the story of how they met. I don't know if we need to hash this out. Kondo first interacted with Miku using Gatebox, a $1,300 device that projected fictional characters into a cylinder and allowed users to communicate via artificial intelligence and marry them. When he proposed to her in the cylinder, Miku reportedly replied, I hope you'll cherish me. I love that that's just a report, so we can neither confirm nor deny that. I hope you will cherish me. Since their marriage in 2018, Gatebox technology no longer exists, which Kondo said has complicated their relationship, but not lessened his feelings, mind you. His love for Miku has not changed, he told Japanese newspaper. And he recounted how he walks around with a life-size version of the doll. I held the wedding ceremony because I thought I could be with her forever. Oh my gosh, and there's a picture of this little cylinder. He married that thing? Look at this. I'm putting the article in the show notes. Wow. Like when he when they say hologram, they mean like a three inch tall hologram. <laughs> you know, I was thinking it would look did you ever watch Power Rangers? No, I did not watch Power Rangers. Okay. Well, never mind then. <laughs> but it remind it make made me think of something that was kind of almost life size, something where you've got a very large, almost more aquarium looking thing. That then projects this person right. into it. Right. I feel bad for laughing now because I just read that he was reportedly bullied at work and fell into a depression in 2008. And that's when he first stumbled upon Miku and realized that human relationships were not for him. And she pulled him out of his depression. You told us that last week. Well, that... I didn't know he was being bullied. Oh. But he, then he says, I stayed in my room for 24 hours a day and watched videos of Miku the whole time. I feel like this guy would have done enhanced, well in counseling. 100%. And it's possible that he is on the autism spectrum. And I bet there is a lovely, real life woman who would be head over heels for him. Absolutely. Well, or he could be happily single. You don't have or to he find could be happily single. Right. He could have just friends that love and support him. Right. Friends, anyway. Friends that don't bully him. Well, hopefully his friends weren't the ones who were bullying him. I bet they called themselves friends. Weird. Um, well, that's the update to, I just felt, I saw that on my feed, uh, the, like the day after we recorded that podcast. I was like, oh my gosh. Gotta talk about Gotta talk, gotta, gotta we, talk hey, about you it. come we know you listeners come to hear the hard-hitting news stories of today. 
commented on by the Batirs. And you don't want just a one and done. You want to hear what is happening in these people's lives and you want to know you want to know the follow-ups. Just like just like the the meat and potatoes bear. What was his name? The meat and potatoes bear. I don't remember his name. Fridge man bear. What are you talking about? Do you about? not remember the bear story? Oh. The fridge. <laughs> it just reminded me of well, it was like Hank the Tank. Hank the Tank. Yes. That's his name. Hank the Tank. Yeah. People... We needed an update to that one because poor Hank's life was on the line. And I think we need a new update. Has he finally made oh it to his gosh. refuge? Let me you go don't to need Google. To, we can talk about it next week. I think he's just doing his thing. He's continuing to just, you know, he's be been, Hank the Tank. He's been exonerated and now he gets to just go back to living hold his life. Hold on. Hold on. There's an article entitled, Could Hank the Tank Find Love? Wildlife officials remain optimistic. <laughs> Was this, is this a shot at like at him being being obese for a bear? The 500 pound black bear known as Hank the Tank has not been seen for weeks, and wildlife officials are expressing optimism that Hank could soon find a mate and migrate away from parts of Tahoe, where he was blamed for a rake of break-ins. But don't worry, Hank was exonerated in part back in February after more than 150 calls. We know this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here's what I want to know. Are animals like people where after you have a few too many brush-ins with the law, you just you just need you a reset? On. So you you're like, on. you know what? I'm done with this place. There's bad juju or whatever you, know, you call it. He was probably walking around doing his thing, saw a newspaper with his fat photo on the cover <laughs> and, was, and like, was like, y'all are rude. He said, I cannot rude. be seen here anymore. I need, to, I need to go. From these people, they are disrespectful. Forget this. Bye, Tahoe. I'm heading to Portland. <laughs> That's a pretty long, isn't that long? It would be, but you know, sometimes, He's work off that. sometimes you need a big reset. <laughs> <laughs> that was your update on Hank the Tank. Well, Hank, good luck to you. I hope you have found that. That because special you, someone. Hank is for sure one of our listeners. One hundred percent. He is. Absolutely. Would not hold on. I'm falling over. I wouldn't hold it against him. Uh, well, I have a question for you. What do you, Joe Batir, do with like the soap at a hotel? What do what do I do with the soap at a hotel? Do you use it? Do you not use it? Do you use it and you leave it there? Do you like not use it, but then like take it home with you and like throw it in a drawer? What do you do with your hotel soap? <laughs> I wash my body with it. <laughs> we didn't need what, to get that descriptive. What do you do with soap? <laughs> now I have images. I don't, I don't. I don't eat it or something. Well, apparently, some people don't use the soap. That's what. So here's the thing. I think it is irresponsible to not bring soap while you're traveling. Those are some harsh words. Because, well, let's just <laughs> how let's just say dare you expect to have say, toilet juice provided to you from a hotel. Let's just say you show up somewhere and there's no toiletries, or you show up and you're like, "Oh, let's just go to the bathroom at this one random truck stop," and there's no soap in the soap dispensers. You bring soap into truck stops with you? Well, no, I don't. I shouldn't be bringing soap in. But Do you have like a little travel soap I, on a rope that you stick in your pocket? Ooh, I should. I should just bring in a little <laughs> for soap. For truck stops specifically? Just for truck stops. That's actually a good idea, keeping a bar of soap in the car. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. It's going to melt. So, going back to your, your main question, though. Yes. I, I take, if they are individual bars of soap, I use them while I'm there, and then I take all of that with me. And then what do you do with it? I haven't seen any tiny hotel soaps around the house. You haven't? No, I haven't. I was using them for the past, like, four <laughs> months. I went through, like, seven tiny bars of soap. <laughs> then somehow I couldn't find any more or, or didn't look. You hadn't look. been to a hotel in a Granted, while. Granted, it, it was two years since the last hotel visit. <laughs> And so what happened was we went out and, and bought some bars of soap. Dove soap is what we've got right, right, right now. Right, 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 Well, have you ever thought, man, what happens to all that soap? 
What do you mean? I use it. I know exactly what happens to it. It gets used. But I have one. So here's, yes. Yes to your question. Have I wondered what happens to that soap? I have. What I think happens to it is that it gets thrown out and ultimately trashed, which is why I grab all of it and bring it home. Because once I touch it, I vomit a little bit inside <laughs> thinking about the next person who is now using the soap that I used. You think that... Wait. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, they can't do that. No, they have to throw it They yeah. have to throw it out, which right. means either it gets thrown out or I take it home right. and eventually use right. it. Right. Well, I want you to rest easy, sir, because there is a nonprofit who is out to solve the problem and is doing it quite successfully, and I will continue or start, rather, the article. One of the first things many of us do when we settle into a hotel room is reach for the packaged bar of soap. These soaps are the single most utilized amenity at hotel chains. 86% of guests who stay at a hotel for one to two nights use it, handily outranking other popular offerings like the TV. <laughs> I just thought that that was, like, in the same you know, mix. <laughs> they don't... 86% use the soap. Only 70% Right, but then it says like only 81% use the closet. I've never seen a closet in a hotel. That's where I hang all of my business wear whenever I go to a conference. I put it in the closet. Oh, that one. I see, I see. The the dresser, first time I ever used it, I was at a conference. For some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm going to unpack my bag put my clothes into the dresser and it actually did work better. I'm shocked that only 61% use the hair dryers, but that's probably because they bring it's their own. That and male versus female. If it's just a oh, guy going right. and staying, but also he probably won't 70% of people use the desk. Yeah, I mean, if you're going and For doing work, some work. I never use a desk. The desk like holds my reading, toiletry bag. Anywho. Is that considered using it, though? I doubtful. Okay, fine. Okay, uh, but these tiny bars come with a big problem. While some of us smuggle home every bar we can get our no, hands no, on. No, no, no. That is, that is bad reporting. It is not smuggling. It says a totally acceptable move, according to hoteliers. Totally acceptable move? Yes, yeah, it's totally Then why do, do they it. call it smuggling? Okay, you have a very negative connotation to, toward the word smuggle. <laughs> Most guests leave behind sizable half-used hunks of soap. At a sca- you want to know how much uh, waste this is? They have a total up for us. Ooh, 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 ooh! I think it is in the tons of soap per year. Sweet, sweet joke. So there are five, around approximately five million hotel rooms in the U.S. alone. We're just looking at the U.S. Wow. Pre-pandemic, the average occupancy rate was around sixty-six percent. That means that in normal pre-pandemic times, hotels go through approximately 3.3 million bars of soap every day. Every day. Every year it has been estimated that the hospitality industry generates approximately 440 billion pounds of solid waste, much of which is soap and bottled amenities. That's the equivalent weight of 2 million blue whales. <laughs> that is so much so. Just imagine two million blue whales. Just beached up. Just beached up. <laughs> on the shoreline. And now change those whales to, to tiny little bars of soap. Uh, or just big soap whales. <laughs> That's just easy for me to think of. Two, You said two million? Blue whales. Two million blue whales blue soap of whales. soap. Yeah. Actually, I would be really impressed to see a blue whale made out of soap <laughs> or soap that is made like into the shape. Like a sculpture or like yeah, a, a sculpture. live a sculpture. whale that's covered in soap? A sculpture. <laughs> I would like to see a blue whale sculpture that is made out of soap. Okay. Well, what happens to all that leftover soap, you may ask? Well, four, it goes in the ocean. 14 years ago, <laughs> one man asked that very question, and that answer led him down a path that has since saved tens of thousands of lives all over the world. By people being able to wash their hands. The I'm, I feel like I'm just reading. Long story short, I won't read this entire article to you. I'll, I'll 
throw it in the show notes. It was actually really interesting. This guy named Sean Siepler, um, back in 2008, was like, all the soap is like getting thrown away. Long story short, he um, has partnered with multiple like chains of hotels to where he like for like a 50 cents to a dollar per room, they provide all of like the collection materials and everything. And they collect all of the soap and I guess I think also like the little bottle shampoos and stuff. And they um, they somehow I don't know how they scaled it because they they they're showing pictures. It was just him and like four other dudes with like uh, potato peelers and pickle buckets shaving off the outside of these soap bars to repurpose them. He found during his research that not only were we wasting a ton of soap, but approximately 9,000 children under the age of five die from hygiene-related illnesses every day globally. And studies show that regular hand-washing cuts those deaths in half. So he launched his, uh, he has a nonprofit called Clean the World, where he repurposes all that soap and everything across the world to help children. That's great. That is fantastic. It is. What a creative way to solve a waste problem. He's solving a waste problem. He is providing for a need. He's solving a health problem. Solving a health problem. I think the the thing that any of those entrepreneurs out there listening will notice is that it's been a 14-year process Mm. to finally get this article written, which is mainstream enough that you find it. But it's a it's a it's a great feel good story about one man with his potato peeler and and a pickle bucket, a pickle bucket and a and a local hotel can ultimately save millions of lives. And my main takeaway from this is up until this point, you've been killing children by taking these bars of soap home. I think that that <laughs> is. I is, think, that a, is that a jump to conclusion? I think that is a. A massive jump to conclusions, <laughs> and I also think that that is is inaccurate. <laughs> so, so are you going to bring the soap home with you next time, or are you going to leave it there for the pickle bucket? I am one hundred percent bringing it with me. <laughs> Here's the problem with the pickle bucket and leaving soap specifically for it. I don't know if where I am staying is going to get that soap to him or to what somebody you, who would help. Right. What if when you check in, you ask, hey, do you guys, are you guys part of a soap recycling program? I could ask. I mean, feel free to use the soap because you truly do use the soap. I, as long as it's not sitting like, you know, like some people will just throw it in a drawer and then you'll find it at an estate sale. Like there's so many estate sales that we oh, go to where so there's fun. just like jars of these 30-year-old hotel soap bars. That's dumb. I wonder what those hotel soap bars from 30 years ago feel like now. They probably feel like soap. Maybe. But have you ever thought about how different soap is now than 30 years ago? Maybe it's pure soap. Or maybe Maybe it has even more terrible things in it than products of today. Yeah, I don't know. This sounds like a science experiment waiting to happen. It does. We're going to buy some and... We're going to start a YouTube channel where we try soaps from different ages. We can call it, will this soap kill you? We can call it, will it float? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'll be upset no, if any of No, will it soap? Oh, will it soap? <laughs> that's good. I thought that was, that's like, that. we can end it now. That's That'll the highest the point of my night. the first installment of the Batir We Go YouTube series. Right. Um, if you haven't noticed, this is another episode of Allie's scanning headlines well let since we're just talking about headlines and and stuff let me let me interject here okay please do with a recent story development oh okay so we are recording on today may 7th 2022 it is a saturday the first saturday in may i think i think that are would you be just right. saying a long list of facts about the day <laughs> <laughs> no If anybody knows, then they know. The first Saturday in May is always the Kentucky Derby. Oh. We just, right before recording, we saw the winner of the Kentucky Derby. We did not watch it, but we did watch the replay. And man, was that a good race. If you haven't watched it by now, well, I'm sure you already know the winner. Who was the winner? Rich Stake or something? Rich, <laughs> rich, rich chance, fast steak. 
A I forget. rich steak made it sound like you were going to like <laughs> cut up the horse at the end and eat it. <laughs> I thought that was the name. Hold on, Kentucky Derby. <laughs> I already, this is how much I care. I've already forgotten right. the name. Rich Strike. Rich Strike. I... I was very fascinated by the guy who came in second place, Epicenter, because that and sounds let me, like... Let me be clear. We literally flipped on the TV. We saw that two horses... We saw a replay, and they gave us two names of horses, <laughs> one of which it. was the winner, and then the other was Epicenter. The guy Epicenter. who was winning. Right. And then Epicenter, which you have now decided was your favorite to win, purely because you saw the name in a replay. Yeah. Epicenter. It's something, it's a, it's a word that is used often in geology and I would have really liked him to win unless there was like. Do you know like, there are other geological uh, names on the field? Unless there was like some other name, like, I don't know, Morganite, but. What's Morganite? It's a kind of yellowish orange mineral. Is there an Alleyite? I don't know, but you know what? If I find a new mineral, <gasps> I'll name it Alleyite. Oh my gosh. It's actually not. I would rather you call it Batyrite or like Batyrite. Batyrite. <laughs> yeah, Batyrite. I love it. That would be it. great. Because it also sounds like Batyrite. You know, like, all right. <laughs> Batyrite. I'm not going to lie. Probably not going to find any I was minerals. about to say, it's like, well, you know, that's not what you do. It. There is the ever so slightest off chance working in hydrothermal systems, working in geothermal. So if I'm going out to an active geothermal site. When are you going to go out to an active geothermal site? I don't know. I mean, maybe someday. How, when, how recently has a mineral been found? A new mineral? I just assume they've all been found. I, I don't keep up that much, but... But then they again, actually, like they've they discovered do, new species they do every get year. Yeah. They get found. A lot of them getting found are in academia. Because if I'm out there mapping, looking for new geothermal systems, I'm, I'm probably not going to be the one pulling mineral samples and running those to get data. I'm going to be looking for geologic structures, looking for hot springs, looking for clear indicators of active geothermal. Would you be looking for granitic plutons? Potentially. Wow. I just love that word. Granitic pluton. What a word. What a word combo. Yep. You want to move on to my next story? Well, I just want to. I just want to give a epicenter. I just want to give a a can a begrudging congratulations to Rich Strike and and uh my condolences to Abby Center. <laughs> but you know, Rich Strike Apparently guess, it was a it was a non elite family who had no chance in heck of winning. And then <laughs> and comes they out won. of nowhere. Yeah. It's the true underdog story. Yeah, the true underdog. I'll give it to him. Rich Strike could kind of be like like a good pay zone. Why isn't it strike So it could kind rich. of be geology. And isn't know. a strike a type of geology? Like a, ge a strike is strike a... Strike and dip. Yeah. So it could be a rich strike along a fault line. Yeah. A but, rich... Right. What I've learned from this conversation is in order for something to be worthy of a win in your mind it must have some sort of link to geology when it comes to horses <laughs> when it comes to horses <laughs> or any other scenario where there is a named animal involved i am always going to be more interested if it is tied to geology what if it's tied to your son <laughs> Jacob's famous horse. <laughs> Jacob's first horse. I mean, like, your loyalties would be tested. Is that what you're saying? No. I I don't understand. Is it, <laughs> is it tied to Jake or is it tied to I'm just... I'm just trying to make you feel awkward. It just has awkward. the name Jacob. I'm just trying to make you feel awkward. Or uh, a horse called Mosey Madness. Ooh. Ooh. But if it's not related to to Jake or to our family, then it's just a name. You're dead to him. It's just a name. I'm sure there's plenty of people named Jacob 
who were associated with the Kentucky Derby today. And I have no interest, zero concern about right. not hoping they won. Right. That's fair. And that makes me think of, of how, um, right. And not too many people know this possibly. And honestly, I hope not that many people know this, but I hope everybody knows it though. No, no, you don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't. Is there is this huge push among the youths to hate all men named Jake because of Jake Gyllenhaal and the yep. Taylor Swift thing. Well, I hear you before you keep going on. <laughs> what are you going to say? I was, no, I was I was just thinking like the way I did that was so much like Kanye also interrupting Taylor Swift when she was getting Did you interrupt me just to say that? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but I was going to say I call Jake Jacob more often than not. My mom and, and I were maybe, talking about that today. Maybe it is a subconscious fighting against the youth because they're trying to ruin Jake's. Well, I'm like, sorry, he's not Jake. He's Jacob. This is, Ugh. this is, I, I think this is why I call Jacob Jake. Is to because, also fight against the youth. No, no, no. Is because one, as an Allie whose name is not Allie, I'm a fan of nicknames. But two, I wanted and was hard set on naming Jake Jack. And you very much did not want Jack. And if you, it, like, the only way that you would let us name him Jack is if Jack was a nickname. Like from Jackson and no offense to anyone listening who is related to anyone named Jackson and not my favorite name. And so I did not want to call him Jackson. And then you were like, well, maybe we can just call him Jacob and then we can just call him Jack from Jacob. And I was like, that absolutely makes zero sense at all. I'm not calling a Jacob a Jack because those do not go together. That's just <laughs> not how the name works. And we happened to be watching the TV show um, Fudge. What was it called? I don't remember watching a TV show it called about, Fudge. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho. It was called Jericho. It's an old show from like the 90s about like if like the Russians nuked us. Um, and it's like a little town kind of Walking Dead-esque minus the zombies. Just post-apocalyptic. Right. Thank you. Um, and the main character's name was Jake. And so I was like, okay, I think I can get on board naming our son Jacob and I will just call him Jake. And I think that's why I call Jacob Jake and not okay. Jacob. I call him Jacob when I'm upset with him or like yep. when he's a, a, in trouble, but I call him Jake otherwise. And what I think was maybe not fully discussed or maybe was not well articulated with Jake's name is that with our last name, Batir... I think it sounds better with at least two syllables. Because like you Joseph have two syllables. Batir, Allie Batir. Allie. But your brother's Mike Batir. But his full name's Michael. But he goes by Mike. But does that sound better than Michael? And your dad is Turk Batir. No, his name is Sedetin. Batir. But he goes by Turk Batir. <laughs> but so does it, it makes sound sense that our son is <laughs> but, Jacob Batir and goes by Jake. But does it sound good? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm, because I call him Jake quite a bit as well. And it, and I agree. It is also more often than not when I am upset with him or when he is not paying attention that he becomes Jacob. Right. So there is that that specific difference. Well, if you, you don't have two syllables, then you can't you can't emphasize the urgency of the conversation by adding that extra syllable. Like if it's always Jake, then or if it was Jack, it'd be Jack, Jack, Jack. You could just prolong it. But now you it. say Jake, Jake, Jacob. Like and that. then he's like, oh, that up came out. <laughs> Here's I'm the in thing. trouble. <laughs> Here's the thing that's funny is that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because he's going to turn 16 years old and he's going to decide what he would like to be called. <laughs> and for some people, they end up with the most random name. Right. For, for about a year and a half, everybody called me Yogurt. <laughs> yeah. That what? was my nickname. Hey, wow, wow. 
are you? It was like sixth grade. What? Yep. I need a backstory. I don't so understand. So what happened? <laughs> Did you throw up yogurt no, or something? No, no. One of the first days of class, I must have been tired or something. I mumbled my name to the teacher. And it was like one of the first days of class. So she was like walking around still getting everybody's name. And she was asking names for some reason. Not like reading them off a she roster. She's having a hard day. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, who are you? And I go, Yogurtier. And she heard, and she said, what? Yogurtier? <laughs> and everybody started laughing. They're like, ah, ha, ha, yogurt. Did the, did, but did you already know your classmates at this point? Or were you like mortified? Oh, no. <gasps> oh, no, no, I didn't. This was first year, new school. <laughs> yeah, so I and was yogurt. Had a new school for a year. Yeah, I think like a year and a half. <laughs> did you were, did you cry every day? Like it was no. this sad. Or you were like were owning no. it. Were you fat free or were <laughs> you? Eventually, it just eventually it just went away. That's, I don't that's know. The dumbest nickname of I know, ever. right? <laughs> but s- sometimes I don't know when or why, but sixth graders they like to chant things, right? Yogurt, yogurt, like that? Yes. So like during PE or something, we would randomly start chanting people's names. Mine, obviously, was not Joe. It also wasn't yogurt, though. It was Yogi. (laughs) So so, So they like evolved into Yogi? (laughs) Yeah. And at that point, I could have been Yogi Bear, but it it never... it never made that final jump to go from go from like borderline bullying to <laughs> something some just like you know there to then being like endearing and almost dare I say cool with Yogi <laughs> dare Bear. You say. Dare I say cool, <laughs> Yogi Bear? Never made that final jump. Then oh I just went gosh. back to Joe. That's so funny. Yeah. So. All that to say, there have been multiple times that we have thought about Jake's name, and I've been like, I want to just call him Mo from now on. Because it is, to clarify, his middle name is Mosey. Yeah. So it's very possible that he gets to middle school, somebody hears his middle name, and they're like, what? You could have been a Mo your whole life, (laughs) and you're just now telling me? Well, what's funny is, like, I, in college, um, and you knew this youth pastor, too, we always called him Demo, um, because it was a combination of his first name and last name, and so Jake could very easily be J-Mo, and, like, I could could see that. Or he could be or J-Bat. Jabba? Jabba the Hutt! (laughs) He could become Jabba. Look, let's and just, it could be a, an ironic name because you know Jabba's Jabba's this big like slug blob. creature, and Jake could end up being like this tall string bean or something, and then people like. Let's make a list ironic. of nicknames for Jake, and then we could just hand it to his friend group when we he gets could, to middle school. We could. We've do already that. done the hard work for you. Here are your options. We could come up with all the names and just see which one ends up happening. Oh, like put our bets on it. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, can I bet on the wild card that we didn't think of? Because that's what's going to happen. But I do like this idea. Let's make, yeah, let's like, it will be like a horse race of like which name will make it. Epicenter's going to win. The only nickname, the only funny nickname, or like not funny, but like non like name derivative nickname that I can remember being called, because usually it was like twin or like Gatewood, my last name. But I was called Speedy Gonzalez my freshman year of high school because I would like zip to every single like it, I did I have six minutes to get to class perfect I'll be there in 30 seconds and I would just like <laughs> run through the hallways <laughs> so they call me speeding Gonzalez but y- yogurt's way funnier I'm gonna call you Yogi from now on that's fine I did have another one so as you know my middle name is Francis what after my I had no idea <laughs> oh you knew and it's after my grandpa, who went by Frank. I never went by Frank or Francis. But for some reason, I just didn't tell people about my middle name. I I think it's because it's an old school name. It is pretty old school. And so I didn't want people knowing because I was a little embarrassed mm, by it. Gotcha. 
So then in high school, it came out. People found out my middle name. And there was this. <laughs> you act like it's this vast conspiracy. There was this. <laughs> this I don't. I don't remember Some how kid it found dug out through the records. Found your middle name. He probably asked your brother. I can't remember if the guys did this too, but I distinctly remember there was a group of girls who would always call me Franny, and so that became a nickname for a while, specifically for those people. They would call me Franny. Well, I, you have been called Franny before in our community group because there's two Joes. And yeah, so we'll call but you that's by because your I names. said, I've gone you, by like, Franny you before. You advertised it. Yeah, I said there was this period of time where I was called Franny. It was like, it was it was a few years in high school by Just a very specific one, group. group of girls. <laughs> yeah, the, but I finally embraced it. And I, did y'all have powder puff? In high school, we did have powder puff. I yeah. never participated, but so we did have it. I wasn't had, cool enough to do powder. We puff. had powder puff. The first, the first year I coached, terrible choice because one, trying to do anything with a team of like sixty people who have never played football, terrible idea. And as juniors, we obviously were going to lose. So why would you want to coach a losing team? It's a bad choice, but just still kicking himself. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It was, it was, you know, something. Second year, I decided to be one of the cheerleaders. I, I wish I could go back in time and witness this. I'm sure there's pictures. Well, no, I'm I sure want video. Can, I'm sure you can find pictures, but I chose for my name on the back of my shirt, Franny. At that point, my senior year, I had embraced that at times I'll be called Franny. Why not be called Franny when I'm dressed up with big balloons under my shirt and a Stop. neon red neon red uh, wig and some terrible makeup on my face? You. <laughs> oh, all of Joe, all of the cheerleaders, all the cheerleaders in quotes. For this? Oh, yeah. This yeah, is absolutely. not happening in my powder puff. Welcome, welcome to, I guess, more north central Illinois public high schools. That's it. That, that, you know, was, it's that was not happening down it's in the south. Not, literally everybody did it. That's so funny. Did you ever go but, by Joey? No. No, I hate that. <laughs> People who call me Joey, I, I just am so annoyed by. Have you ever gone by just straight up Joseph? No, but I, I there was a period after graduating with my... PhD and not having a full-time job yet where I was like, you know what? I, I think I need Wait. to, I think I need to start going by Joseph in my professional you world. You never told me this. I know. I, I only <laughs> tried it for like a week and then I started introducing myself as Joseph for a while. And then I started getting people just asking, Hey, so do you go by Joe or Joseph? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I don't know. And then here's. No one calls anyone Joseph. Here's the hard part. My email for OGGN is Joe Dot Batier. Yeah, see, and I didn't get I didn't get a choice in that. I didn't actually. I they didn't ask me. I would have said (laughs) I want Joseph. Really, and then I could have. Then that would have been like the hard shift. Then everybody would have known me by Joseph. But then I'd have to call you Joseph. I've never (laughs) called you Joseph in my life. Yeah, maybe. But how often are you at? professional I don't know, events. but I kind of want to call you Joey B now. Joey B, I would like more than Joey. <laughs> I, I don't know like why. The, you don't like Joey from Friends? That's no. the only Joey I know. What What about Joey from Full House? Oh, I like Joey from Full Joey's House. dumb? And um, there were like those three brothers and the jo- oldest. Lawrence. The Lawrence brothers. Yeah, Joey, Joey Lawrence. was the oldest, right? Uh, one of them. The guy that was in Boy Meets World? I don't know. I don't know which one. Anyway, the Lawrence brothers. There's Joey there. He also played a dumb character. Maybe that's why I don't like the name Joey. It does sound, yeah, it is kind of a silly sound to it. Yeah. I actually. That's like calling Jake. Hey, Jakey. Jakey. Jakey boy. Yeah, I don't like that. I would prefer, and this is something I don't cause a fuss over. There are a few people who are deliberately spelling my name J-O. Wait, who? 
I'm not gonna. <laughs> Wait, are they trying to do it on purpose? To I mess think with they, you? No, no. I think they just think that that's my name. But that's the girl way to spell it. Yeah, I know, but it's the 20th century, right? 21st century. I don't know what century it it's is. The 22nd century. It's the 22nd century. So, I wait. No, it's not. I don't know what century it is. All I know is that I could bring it up and be like, "Hey, by the way, you've been spelling my name wrong wait, for the tell past." Wait, tell me now, and I'll cut it. I just want to know. So, there's some people who, whether it's subconscious or conscious, think that my name is spelled J O and. I just don't feel like going through the process of correcting them. Like the first few times I was like, okay, maybe, maybe they're just like misspelling it. But at this point it's been like six months or something. And I think that if I ever meet these people in real life, this is, this is the other aspect is that with COVID with so much work being done remotely, these are people that I've never actually met in person. So I feel like it would be a lot more cordial and a lot easier to be like after we've had meetings all day and we're out for like happy hour than bringing up like, by the way, Joe is like a 10 you know, year plan. To you know, I, an e. I actually <laughs> spell my name with an E at the end. Is there like. Is there a reason you don't use it? Like, I, yeah, wait till they get a couple of drinks. Obviously, in I don't care. Otherwise, I would have brought it up sooner. But I'm just curious. <laughs> this is how much Joe hates conflict. <laughs> He's, and but, it's not. It's not that I. It's not that I hate conflict. Right, it just, is that right. this is such a small matter to me. The only problem is that, like, if I were to be getting checks from these people, or if there was like a contract or something to be signed. Then if it was Joe without the E, then it's like, wait a second, who is, I, who is probably, this person? If there's a contract that needs to be signed, it would be Joseph. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I was originally thinking, I want to start going by Joseph right. all the time. This reminds me of a similar situation with my name is that, so my, my real first name is Alexandra. I truly have never gone by that in real life. I've always gone by Allie, but I spell my name A-L-I. And so when we got married and my last name changed to Batir, I noticed pretty quickly via email and in my line of work at the time, property management, you do a lot of communication via email to where, I mean, you, there are a lot of cases I didn't call anybody for months. I was email first and I started to realize that people very much thought that I was a man and not a woman simply because of the first and last name combo. So they thought I was an Ali Batir and not an Ali Batir. And so what I would do, because I, I don't know how to tell somebody that I'm a woman without them feeling very terrible about themselves, which is probably caring a little bit too much. And so what I would end up doing is I would send them, start the emails with Ali spelled the way that I always spell it with one L but when I would realize that they thought I was a man, I would try to send them signals that I was, in fact, a woman, especially leading up to meeting them in person. Be- and so I would add L's into my <laughs> signature name. <laughs> so, like, I very quickly went from A-L-I to A-L-L-I. And if it was real bad, I would add the E. And just, like, you literally cannot get all E out of A-L-L-I-E. Next thing you know, your name is Ali. <laughs> ah, and, but, yeah. So, but some, some people just, they don't read the last sig- name in the signature. Now, with your signature... Did you not have it as Alexandra? I literally have ne- professionally. I have never gone by anything but Allie. Wow. All my emails have been Allie. Um, all of my like my LinkedIn is Allie. The only thing that it's ever been Alexandra was like I was a notary for a while, so that had to have like like my full Alexandra Bronwyn Faith Batier on it, like middle names and everything. But otherwise, I've never gone by Alexandra, and I wow. never had to sign like in property management. You don't. You, you, like I could sign like a, like a, like a maintenance contract as Allie. That's not a problem, but like I would never be signing leases or anything. So there was no need for me to sign like my full legal name. So yeah, Yeah. I never, I've literally never gone by Alexandra. Yeah. Nowadays, a lot of people are putting their pronouns into their Right. That would be really helpful for me. So that 
would have been helpful for you. That would have been actually really helpful. That would have been really helpful. (laughs) I didn't think about it. Yeah, that really would have Although, what would have this been as early as two years ago? Well, actually, as early as about... And let me say this. I think the reason... Because truthfully, I don't care if people misgender me. That's fine. What was bothersome to me was that I noticed from certain tenants or from certain like um, like vendors, I would get more respect when they were think, still thinking that I was a man. And I yep. could tell that when I switched, not I switched, but when they realized <laughs> I was a woman, <laughs> I w- did not get as much respect, especially because I am so young and I come across as very young as well. Yep. And so sometimes I would work it to my advantage and like just make them keep thinking I was a guy, especially if I knew I was never going to have to like talk or like yep. meet this person. I was like, please that, go ahead and think I'm a guy. That's is fine. Is that why you got that voice manipulator on your phone? So that way you could start <laughs> sounding like a guy. Hi, this is Allie Batir. I'm your property manager. I'm just going to have you answer it for a high, one moment. I'm, I'm Ali's secretary. Here you go. <laughs> That's called that. How to Avoid Conflict, <laughs> taught by Ali Batir. But to your point, unfortunately, that's still happening today. At the conference, I saw multiple. Well, I didn't. I didn't necessarily see these because I'm I'm oblivious to it. But I was made aware of multiple instances where there were female coworkers who were also still being mistreated. Right. So, you know what's sad? You you came home and you told me that. And it was sweet because you appear to just be like flabbergasted (laughs) that your female coworkers are being submitted to like being hit on and like essentially treated like a piece of meat. And I sat there and I looked at you and I just nodded. And I was like, (laughs) this has been going on forever. You know, it's, I, yes. And it is. Frankly, it it is me being ignorant to the fact because there are also one thing that you see in in the energy industries, whether it's oil and gas or geothermal or other conferences that I've been to. Some companies will they will hire models to work their booth. So they will hire models to just go like sit in the booth and hand out flyers and I've never really thought about it or been walking the floor like thinking, oh, is that person a a booth girl or is that person a booth girl? But is that what people call them? I think so. Ew. But it was very obvious. And this was the biggest the biggest oil and gas conference I've been to that isn't more technically leaning. And it was very obvious some of the booths had hired help, to put it in a nice way. Oh, that makes me want to throw up. That's it's, gross. It is sad that that is, that is how people are bringing attention to their booth. Although, that is exactly how Abercrombie & Fitch brought attention <laughs> to its company for the years <laughs> upon years, was by hiring booth boys... <laughs> or, 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 or did they shop have a different boys? name? I think yeah, they just call shop them, boys. Well, I don't know what they were calling them at the beginning, but eventually they just called them models. <laughs> yeah, hired talent. <laughs> so I think it it's it's the same concept, hey, different if you industry. Can take anything away from this podcast? It's at least today. It's quit sexualizing people don't and discriminating. Don't be like Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> So I feel like our podcast here has become just one big, long conversation about names. Now, I spent some time at a conference this past week, and as everybody knows, the main focus of conferences for me is to get new sponsors, whether that's sponsors for my real work, i.e. more more consulting work, or whether it's a not sponsor for this here show. And this hat I picked up mostly because of the name. The name of this company who is not sponsoring 
our podcast today, this episode, is Yinsen. I didn't stop at the booth. I didn't ask them what they did. It's presumably something in the oil and gas industry <laughs> since it was an oil and gas conference. But I just really loved their logo and I really loved their name. If you're in the oil and gas industry, I encourage you to go go figure out what they do and get back to me because I don't know what they do. Am I going to wear this hat? Yes, because it is a great hat. Sorry to interject. Do you think that there are people in the oil and gas industry that are actually listening to this rinky dink podcast? You never know. Okay. Anybody could listen to this podcast. Okay. Well, if that's the case, please don't listen to last week's podcast where I said <laughs> that y'all are essentially the spawn of Satan. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> no. Or no. maybe do go listen to that podcast. <laughs> maybe you do need to be yelled at. I think that everybody needs to be yelled at every once in a while. Everybody needs a good, a good talking to. We all are a little dumb and need a little fixing. And that was wise words from Joe Batir. From Joey F. Batir. Jo- Joey B. Joey Franny. The Frankinator. Franny B. Franny B. Bot. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, the, next, the next episode is just going to be coming up with new names for <laughs> Allie and Joe. <laughs> oh my God, it could be Franny and Mo. You and J- <laughs> Yeah, but that sounds like a that sounds like a couple from the 1920s. <laughs> Franny and Mo. Yeah, Franny and Mo. Hey, did... I think it sounds like a couple of dudes are about to beat you up in a corner. All right, we are going to end this here podcast episode. I hope you all have had as much fun as we have. <laughs> here, we're going to go. <laughs> 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 <laughs>